One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome to the podcast everybody. Episode 18, myself Rick Shields, Guy Charnock. Um we've got an action packed podcast for you today. But <laughs> I don't know what I'm giggling already. I think it's going to be a good one. You think? I think, I know, it's going to be a good one. So, first one back for a while, just you and me. We've had a couple of guests on, which has been great. Um, we had got an exclusive, which we're going to talk about with the Premier Golf League, and then John Robbins. I feel like you've got something to tell the audience about John Guy. Do you feel <laughs> like this? <laughs> so, John Robbins. I'll be honest, when we filmed with John Robbins, I didn't know much about him. I knew that he had a YouTube channel, Bad Golf. I knew that he was a a comedian and he had a radio show. But that was it, really. And I dabbled, I had a little listen to bits and bobs and a bit of research. He came, he was a great guy. (laughs) I got home and started listening to the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast and... Now I'm a super fan. You've literally become, you've not stopped talking about John since we met him, since we did the podcast. I liked him. John was a great guy. You know, I, I liked, you liked him a normal amount, I'd say. Yeah, like <laughs> a normal level. Like, I felt quite quite connected with him. We did a great video. Hopefully you guys have seen it on YouTube. It was actually one of, one of my favorite videos we've it, ever done. It was really good. And I started, I've not told you this yet, but I've started finding excuses to text him. Oh, right. And then okay. um, he sent an email the other day to me and you about Loft. Iron Loft, which actually we're going to talk about today. Okay. And rather than email him back, I sent him a voice note. Oh my God. Five minutes long it was. You didn't. I did. And then you didn't even copy me into it, so it looks like I've not responded. I oh, know, he, he thinks that you're off with him. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks your level of, of communication is normal and mine's not. Uh, yeah. No, but that video did great. Um, like I say, John was a class guy and uh, that close holding one he had on the 7th was just outrageous. It was unreal. When we when he hit that, I think I was the only one at the time that thought it hit the flags. It looked weird, didn't it? And we weren't yeah, it did, sure. It looked really weird. It was one of the, you know, when you watch golf and something happens in front of you because you've not got the luxury of an action replay. You think something's you don't like, know. It didn't. It, I couldn't tell what had happened, but something unusual had happened. And then when we got back here and we watched it on the big screen and zoomed in, and it had hit the flag, it made me realise even more. Sounds obvious, but how close it actually was to going it's in. Un- Believable, it was. If you've not seen, honestly, how close it was, it it lands a foot and a half past. Greens are quite wet, and the ball literally just like jumped back out of its pitch mark, hit the flag maybe about a foot up, 
bounce back to finish within six or seven inches from the hole. And if the, if it wasn't so windy with the flag leaning forward, I'm doing this with the pen oh, yeah, now, so theory, if, you're wa- you? if you're watching the podcast, you can see my pen, the flag was leaning forward like that and the ball came from this angle and then bounced away. If the flag was normal up, I think it would have dropped. Yeah, potentially. But then again, you could, and John said this at the time, you know, my mate John, he said that if it wasn't windy, maybe the ball wouldn't have got there in the first instance. So it yeah. swings in roundabouts, but it was an amazing shot. Nonetheless. It was, it was class. Um, and like I say, if it got if it got a hole in one, that video would have gone viral because it was so well shot. It was so perfectly framed. Um, but what was what was mad about the John video is that actually wasn't the original idea. The original idea we had with John, which we're not going to say it now yeah, on the podcast because I don't want anyone to pinch the idea. But it's actually another really cool idea. So we've, I've invited him. I have been messaging him as well. <laughs> have I've you? Been, I've been sliding into the DMs. <laughs> I've messaged him about coming up potentially in April because I want to film. The original video idea that we had, yep. because it was too wet on the golf course that we wanted to do it at, so we couldn't do it. And then we all, I also want to film a video idea that he kind of had an idea about, of this breaking 90, because he's not, not broken 90 before. He's got the ability to do so. Easily. And I'm more... I mean, he did play well. He admitted, he admitted this. He played very well when you played with him. But with his skill set, he has definitely got the capability. It's the putting was bad. Putting was dreadful. And there was a few instances, not massively on the day, but what I'd said about in his own game prior, where you can tell he loses shots. Yeah, he said yeah. what was he said he played a golf course and he was in three bunkers, but collectively <laughs> it was like eighteen shots. Yeah, and that's just stupid. sounds obvious. That's eighteen shots that could be five shots. Yeah, thirteen saved straight away. So hopefully you guys like this idea about me potentially taking John out on the golf course and and coaching slash caddying him around to see if we can break 90. It's an idea we've got, we look in the film hopefully in, in springtime. I think it'll work quite nicely as uh, as the season starts to come into play because a lot of golfers are in that kind of bubble that struggle to, a lot of golfers when they come into golf want to break 100 mm-hmm. and then they get through 100 and want to then try and break 90. Then you get an, an uh, even better player trying to break 80 and then best players trying to break 70 so i think it'd be a really good video i think you can do it as well i do well you i'm sure you would are you actually going to caddy for him in the time i think you should carry his bag and clean I'll, his clean his, yeah, I'll do anything he wants <laughs> um it's i'm just in a bit of a john robbins phase okay. you know what my phases are like they are very 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 what's the right word phasey yeah <laughs> like, he's, he's got about another 10 days left i think it's hasn't mad he? honestly guy <laughs> it, when you when you're into something you're so into something everyone used to watch uh, rick shields golf a lot <laughs> That lasted a few weeks. Um, but then you just drop, you drop out of things so quickly. It seems to be with YouTube channels and podcasts and things like that. I almost, I overconsume. That's quite a good word, actually. I'm happy with that off the, off the cuff. I overconsume. So, like, at the minute, I'm, everywhere I go, it's John Robbins' podcast. But I should just, you know, like I do that with songs. I'll hear a song I like, and then it's on all the time. Repeat, 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 and I get sick of it. Yeah. But... Today's podcast is going to be... We've actually structured it probably okay. for the first time ever. That makes a nice change. <laughs> so we're going to talk about... You've, by the way, you've not told me about the structure. So no, you're, you're you leading know. this today. We're going to talk... Today, I lead every time. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about um, the Premier Golf League in a bit more detail. So obviously we did the interview. You host it amazingly. There was loads of good comments on that. But we've both had a bit more time to kind of digest it and, yes. and um, discuss it. So I think we should run through that a little bit more depth, pros and cons. We're going to talk about iron loft. So this was, again, jokes aside, but from John Robbins. He was asking about irons and lofts and stuff, and it's something I think we should cover in a bit more depth because there's so many questions on iron lofts, and yes. is it just getting ridiculous? When will it stop? Um, we're also going to talk about the hammer driver, which the video should be live on YouTube now. Wow. 
so people should have seen it hopefully they have seen it but we've got a lot more that we didn't cover in the video probably for legal reasons we didn't want to have you held liable so let's just put a note on that now anything we do say cannot be taken to evidence at a court of law (laughs) yeah and we've also got some features so we're finally actually sitting down and thinking right let's have these features consistently every week so obviously listener of the week yes everyone knows that there's a guy called guy last time guy bowyer Wow, good memory. I think we called him a VIP, actually, but he's not on the board yet, so that'll be job for later Well, on. Ed Brown's still on the board, let's be honest. So that, that needs to be scribbled Is he, is he coming out. off, Ed Brown? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think he's had his day. He was another phase when he had yeah, another yeah. phase, the Ed Brown <laughs> phase. Oh, God, back in uh, put, January 2020. You'd put John Robbins on there if you could. <laughs> By the way, how, how good was John Robbins at darts? He's very good at darts. Even though I actually beat him at pizza. A game that... We need to explain pizza, actually, so, quickly. Long story short, when we first got a dartboard, we weren't very good. No. There was there's four of us in the office, and we just kind of aimlessly threw at the dartboard. And uh, we started with a game of just trying to get inside the, the treble ring. Yeah, so like the bullseye to the treble. So it's like, if you're was not it, familiar, about five inches around the board yeah. from the bullseye-ish. So we started a game where everyone had three darts, and if you missed the middle section, you lost that dart, basically. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that advanced into a game now we've invented. It's called Pizza. <laughs> I actually think it's potentially... We own the copyrights of this I game. I think it's a good game. So as a dartboard, you've got 20 at the top, you've got five to the left of it, and you've got one to the right. So we wanted to try and get better at aiming at a particular target. So again, me, Guy, and the two editors and videographers we've got in the, in the um, office, we had three darts each, and you've got to throw them inside five, 20, and one. If you miss that area, you lose your dart. The last person to lose the darts wins the game. Yeah, We've advanced it since that. We have. Treble because 20. treble 20 is a bonus number if you hit the treble 20 which is the highest score you can actually get on a one single throw of a dart is that you are if you've got all three darts you can actually pinch one off another player and they lose the dart forever brilliant if you don't have two darts no, uh, sorry have, three yeah. darts if you, let's say you've only got one and you hit the triple 20 you get as one of your, your own darts back mm. And then we've come up with Extreme Pizza. We have, which is now just 20 and 5. She's even smaller. My personal favourite is Australian Pizza. So Australian Pizza is actually the the three at the bottom, 19 and 17. So it's down under. It's quite sad, isn't it, really? If you're any good at darts, if you're listening to this and you play darts with a half-decent standard, you you couldn't really play this game. You'd never lose a dart, would you? No, literally. So the good thing... I beat John Robbins. You did beat John Robbins. We had a a little game in the office and John Robbins... A self-proclaimed bad golfer, but self-proclaimed decent dart player. Yeah. I beat him at pizza. You did, but I think if he'd spent a few more hours here, he had a yeah, weird yeah. technique, but it was quite consistent. Um, anyway, the other features of the show, so that's listener of the week. We've then got the nightmare first hole or first tee shot. I cannot believe the response it's we've ridiculous. got on ridiculous. If you want to feature in this going forward or listener of the week, make sure you email podcast at rickshields.com. We aren't gonna, we're going to do one a week of each. So if you email us and you don't hear anything back, you might get featured in six weeks' time. We want to have a really good back catalogue. And if you don't hear from us, your story wasn't good enough and you're not going to get featured, That's basically. the thing. <laughs> don't just send us. I've had a few emails and they're just like one line. I hit a top one time. So you're not going to get rid out. We want something with a bit of backstory. So the ones I've got are quite long, but they're really, really good. And then lastly, I'm not sure if this is going to be a feature every week because I don't want to become a trend, but I've got a few complaints and I think it's only fair. Complaints we, department. Complaints section. And I think actually, let's go into the complaint. Let's get that out of the way. Whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's get the complaints out of the way. Go on then. What's so happening? we've had two really. The first, well, we've had, only two's not bad. Well, we've had three really, but two are linked. So a guy called Bill on the Facebook group will not be named surname well, for not, legal I reasons. Only, and I can't really read it. But Bill said that the audio levels on the mics are 
not to his taste, that sometimes you're loud, I'm quiet, and then the vice versa. On the older podcasts, I think that was the case. I think hopefully we're getting better. Audio's getting better. And it's only going to keep getting better. So if you're listening and you're not happy with the audio levels, we apologise. We're working on it. And it can only get better. Your complaint will be passed over to the official complaints department to be dealt with. I could live with that complaint, though. It's constructive. It is. However, there was a comment on that complaint. Oh, here we go. Of a guy called Jake. Jake Another weird surname. Yeah. Jake then said, same. Only time I can hear Guy is when he's humble bragging about his full handicap. Or knocking it 12 pa- yards past me one time. Yeah. Now, let me just set the, let me just get this out in the you open. You know what, Jake? I, I, would agree with, I would agree with that statement. You know what, though? Honestly, now... You know, I, I'd actually throw three things what's, into that. What's after the only time you hear Guy is when he talks about bragging about his full handicap. Right. When, I mean, five. <laughs> four, four. We'll go with four. Bragging about his four handicap. Yeah. Bragging about the fact he knocked it 12 yards past me That's time. true. Bringing up the fact he used to work for Nike. Yes. And the fact that you've also go for runs. Yeah. Right, okay. I can deal with that. <laughs> but let me just set the seat. The reason I'm talking about a four handicap quite and now a lot. John Robbins. John Robbins. <laughs> John Robbins' is life. The only reason I talk about my four handicap is because when I sometimes talk and with you, I don't ever want to come across like I think I'm amazing because I'm not. I've spent a lot of time with good golfers before, like really good golfers, and I don't proclaim to be a really good golfer. So I must throw the four handicap in as like a caveat to say, look, I'm saying this, that, the other, but I don't think I'm a tour pro. Um, but yeah, I'm a do I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm then about the same. The last one, it's, it's, I'm going to say it's a negative comment, a complaint, but it's kind of not. So it was actually a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Now, if you are going to review us on Apple Podcasts, Give us five stars yeah, don't. or don't review us. <laughs> this say something f- nice or don't say anything and, at all. And also, weirdly, if you are going to leave a review, it's either five stars or one star in it normally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's a four. So oh. like, he's happy, That's but it weird. could be better. So the, the reason I... star the re- Yeah, he put... Love the podcast. Okay, so that's five stars already. Yeah. Let's see how... How does he lose a star here? <laughs> Quite easy, really. <laughs> I'd like to... But I'd like to ban the following words in no particular order. Okay. Number one, Nike. Okay. <laughs> Number two, Super. Okay. Number three, Class. Hmm. Now, we say Class a lot. Weirdly, I think we say Class more on the podcast. I feel in like it's... Is, it's like it a, not like a man, is it not like a Manchester possibly thing? Possibly a North like, thing. I feel like, oh, it's yeah. good. We do say that a lot, to be fair. It's if you ever listen back to the podcast, we yeah, do I, I, use I, it. That's a, hard, that's a hard one to get out of, I must admit. I don't know if Super might be... I don't think you ever say Super. Um, I, I might possibly say it, but... Whatever. The only thing I, I'll I'll use the word super to highlight. You know, I'm super excited about yeah. this. I think yeah, maybe you do, that sounds like you do say it when you. What's like the? It, what's that? What am I using super for? Is it an there? adjective. I don't know, I don't but know. it's like, it's like a... I'm super excited, or I'm super nervous, or I'm. You it's know, like you're excited, but to the next level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I use it as a word of it. Of in, um, it's a describing it, word. Yeah, which is an adjective. I yeah. believe I'm going to look at Tim. Tim is. He doesn't know either. He's shrugging his shoulders. He knows how to make videos. but And then the last one, Nike. We use the word Nike a lot because obviously I, and someone else did this a while ago, I used to work for Nike. Obviously you were Nike product, etc. It is Nike. Yeah. People don't seem to like this. It is Nike. I obviously worked for the company you're sponsored, endorsed the product. In the UK, most people say Nike, as did I and as did you. Now, I know it's spelt like Nike, as in bike or Mike or whatever, but genuinely it's, it's named after the Greek goddess of victory, which was, I think, Nike. And it is called Nike. So if that offends you, we apologise. 
but we're not going to start mispronouncing it because yes. people don't like it. And also, I would get in trouble if I called it Nike. Yeah. <laughs> it's Nike, that's what it is. Um, it feels like Americans get that a lot more than the UK. I think in America, because it's an American brand, they just call it. Yeah. Like, that's like what it's called. Whereas over here, because it's not, I think people think if it had a Y on the end, then it would be called Nike, which I kind of get. But because there's like a meme on Facebook I've seen before, where it's like you would you call it a bike, not bikey. You call somebody Mike, not Mikey. So there's another one as well. And But yet we say Nike. But it is called Nike, yeah. so let's just settle that once and for all. Um, I think we don't want to do this too often because we might be encouraged to start writing bad comments to get shouted out. Oh, yeah. So think about that. we're not going to do that. That was a one-off for this week. Yes. But I think it's nice about... We read out good comments a lot, and we do you post them on Facebook a lot and Twitter, etc., because we like them. Yeah, and I and basically I just block anybody that leaves a negative comment. Yeah, I think that's the best way forward. <laughs> <laughs> block block them out of my life and my mind. No, in fairness, we don't get that many. To, you I'll tell know. you what the rule then is. If we ever shout out negative comments again, we're just not not going to name them at all. No first name, no surname. So it's not really that good getting your comment read, read yeah. out. Whereas if you well, leave you a good comment... say who it was from the... Uh, no, I didn't. So, so if, you, if you leave us a good comment, so we'll there. shout out your name. So there. Yeah, so <laughs> take that. That is a super class. Super class way of explaining Nike. <laughs> I think we did a really super job of that. It was class. Have that. Yeah. Um... What's next? PGL. Yeah. So... I'm going to just run through... Oh, yeah. The, the very basic. Format. You went off the top of your head, but there's the notes in case. Premier Golf League. So we got a sit-down exclusive interview with Andy Gardner, who is the CEO of Premier Golf League. Um, it, it's it's such an interesting new idea. Now, I know the video was super long. It was an hour 26 minutes. I thought that was so good that we actually had that much time with him and asked him so many questions. Let's make this simple. It's a new world tour. This is going to be the world tour, basically. 48 of the best players in the world, that's what they're aiming to get, will be broken down into 12 teams. So 12 teams of four. There'll be 18 events, 10 in the USA, mm-hmm. and then eight in the rest of the world. A couple. Of, I think there's a couple in Europe, <clears throat> Asia, Middle East, etc. Um, there'll be one individual champion that's crowned at the end of the yeah. year. There'll be one team championship that's yeah. also crowned at the end of the year. The season runs from January through to the end of August. So it's an eight-month year. And then the players get a four-month off season. Um, they can still play the majors, apparently. They can still play the majors. So the majors, you know, after speaking to Andy, they are sacrilege. They are not to be touched. The Open Championship, the USGA, the PGA, and uh, the Masters, they are still to be, you know, the, the, the PGL do not want to mix with those. Who it's going to affect is the PGA Tour mm-hmm. and the European Tour, the players who play on that and the tours themselves. So since we did that video, it's been super interesting to hear the feedback. Yeah. I did a poll that I put out before the interview, said, what does anybody think of the PGL? It, a lot of people didn't know about it just yet. I uh, gave a little bit of context about what it is, and it was amazing. Over 3,000 people voted on my Instagram, and it was actually, at the end, after 24 hours, it was exactly 50-50 vote. 50 voted, 50% voted up, thumbs up, 50% th- voted thumbs down. Um, after the interview... It's weirdly, it's slightly changed to gone slightly more negative. Yeah, I think people have understood the concepts a bit more. It's weirdly now sixty percent down, forty percent up. But if I'm honest, that's possibly what they would have expected the PGL because it's that type of sit down interview wasn't the super exciting. 
it was an opportunity for Andy to sit down and say what this is. Yeah. This is a brain, you know, a, an idea that was written down on a napkin many years ago, in fact, six years ago. And in that six year time frame, Andy's been planning it, putting a team around him. It's not just him on his own, there's a few people behind it. And he's also been looking at trying to get funding. Mm-hmm. He's got, he didn't give us a figure, but an, a, an outrageous amount of funding to put behind this. One, I'm guessing to entice the players in, yeah, because that's going to be the biggest battle. Two, to actually start the whole business up and to put infrastructure in, yeah. Um, so at the moment, it's at a stage where it's a, it's it's a little bit of a, an odd stage now. It's still a dream, isn't it? Really, it's at just, the moment, it is I'm literally telling, I'm just an idea. Sign. And and I I like to sorry just to interrupt. Yeah. I like to what Andy said at the end. If the players don't go for this that'll be it yeah. like it doesn't well, it doesn't else. happen it anything else like it? if the players don't get behind this nothing will happen and it, it that's where it's at at the moment no players committed openly rory mcroy said he's out but he threw in a little bit of a yeah. line at the end to he say, may be forced if everybody if else does. is in maybe i have to be in as well yeah i think i didn't know much about it before that interview and new bits and obviously when we sat there it was very much it was quite good for me because obviously you were interviewing him and I was really like kind of soaking it all up and I kind of didn't, still at the end of it didn't massively have an opinion and to some degree I would say I still don't really but I've definitely had a bit more time to to think about it and think about what I do like and what I don't like I think I like the idea of less events where the better players or the best players will be at every event I said it in the interview I think and I'll, I'll say it again but I watch the majors and I watch the Ryder Cup and I watch a handful of tournaments a year. If I put golf on on Thursday or Friday night and it's the US, uh, the PGA Tour, I don't know if Tiger's going to be there. I don't know. Sometimes Rory's not there. Sometimes Dustin's not there. And it's like they all have weeks off, which I get. But it's like, well, as a fan, I want to know. It's like when, um, a little bit maybe of a silly analogy, but for me, I'm less bothered watching Liverpool in the FA Cup because most of the best players don't play. Yeah. No, I know it's I a bit... It's, and it's, a, it's still Liverpool, yeah, it's still the same, but it it's it's, doesn't feel the same, yeah, does it? it's a bit like that, you could argue. It's a bit like I, I used to get offered loads of Man United tickets and it'd be like Tuesday night against... You know, for the Europa League or something yeah. against some mad Polish team like, or something. Like, uh, you know what, I'm kind of all right. You know, yeah. this is probably when I was much more of a hardcore United yeah, fan. Yeah. And like I'd be like, well, is Ronaldo playing? Yeah. No, no, he's not even on the bench. Yeah, <sighs> it's kind of like that. I'm like that That's bothered. The like, use. And and therefore, I mean, like I say, United are quite fortunate. They still probably still sell the stadium out. But golf events yeah. are soon going to start seeing that if the best players in the world aren't there, and if I'm honest, the best players in the world, we talk about the 48 best players. That's what they're kind of aiming to try and get. I honestly would challenge a lot of golfers to be able to name 48 of the best players yeah. in the world. If you put 48 of the best players in the world in front of us on this table now. Yeah, I honestly don't. I reckon I'd probably get thirty. Yeah, and a lot of the big players that you think of actually probably aren't in the top forty-eight oh, at the moment. Well, like um, uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan yeah, Spieth. What, what actually? He's, he's low. He's out. He's out of the top fifty. Yeah. So it's like people Would like he that. Be invited? Exactly. He should be in theory. Cause Jordan yeah, yeah. Spieth. But then it's like, well, why should somebody who's number forty in the world yeah. now? Like, I don't. I don't quite. I think Ian Poulter's in the top fifty, but I don't know where he is at the moment. Yeah. Um, and like even like Lee Westwood, like yeah. he's obviously had a great start of the season. So it's interesting. Um, I, I don't believe for this for this to come off. So as a as a structure, as an idea, as a concept, I like it. As a fan, I honestly think it would be great for a fan. Mm-hmm. There's a few positives. It's only three day events. Yeah. 
Third, uh, Friday, Saturday, a, pro, a shotgun starts, so you can consume all of that content in one go. We'd stick it on the TV here and just watch five hours of golf, potentially. You could flick to whatever player you wanted. You know when it's on. It's not on for 12 hours solid. Um, what was the other thing I like? I quite like the team element. I'm unsure, but we'll come on to that in a second. Yeah, I, qu- I quite like that. I don't... I'm saying I quite like it because I, I, I've not... I've not experienced it properly yeah. yet so i can't say i love it yet because i've not experienced it um and what else do i quite like the fact that the best players in the world will be there each yeah. week what i don't like a few things i don't like i think the amount of events in such a short space of time still too many because it, if you included the majors mm-hmm. that's 22 events if you're looking for the best players to play, it's 22 events they've got to play in. 18 are PGLs. Are WGCs as well or not? Uh, I can't remember if they touched on that. I feel like they are, but I also don't know. I would feel like they would. And then there's Ryder Cup every... Go by the wayside. Well, yeah. And President's Cup. Cup and stuff. Yeah. So if it was, if it's eight months, January to August, which I also like, I like that structure, you've got 22 events. That's three every month. Mm. That's a lot. Not only for a viewer also as um as the golfers now granted then they get four months off but in that four months you're right they're probably going to play in Ryder cup every couple yeah. of years they've got president's cup is that too long off for t- i know tour like breaks but surely four months of no competitive golf i know although their peers would also be having four months off so everyone's on a level playing field but it feels a lot i know mm. like three or four weeks sounds about right you know put the clubs away it's sometimes when tiger comes back or rory they literally say does not touch yeah, the yeah. clubs but four months you've got to be touching the clubs yeah well i think like, is that then when does the is first that, event everyone a bit ropey then the first one in January? But is that when then maybe, you know, I don't know. We did see, I don't, I don't know. Would would we see off season matches? Would we see, you know, a weird off season skins match with yeah, you know a bit like a Tiger versus Phil for that million dollars? Do we see more of those just popping up randomly through the winter? Is it also an opportunity for the players to maybe work on the game a lot more? whether they need to or not need to i don't know i think the fan the break is actually good for the fans i think on paper it sounds horrible but i think like the football season it's horrible when the like the the soccer season for us listeners when it you know the the break comes you're dreading it and then it actually does you good you kind of recharge you get your excitement levels back up and then three or four weeks before the season you've got the transfer window as well which they've also said they would have in this season starts again you're well up for it Whereas the golf season now just wraps around, doesn't it? There's no real. Well, there is literally no finish to it. Um, which that I can't. I don't know when the start and the end is. No. Like it feels like. And Justin Rose has come out and said sometimes if I don't play in the first few events, I'm so far behind on the FedEx Cup. It's like it's so hard. Yeah, and I think that I like the idea of it. I'm still not sure on the team events, only because I can't. I'm used to can't imagine it. That's, it's that's not that I'm un- against it. But then when Ryder Cup's in, I love the team Ryder Cup. I know that's you've got a change, though, isn't it? I think, isn't it? It's the fact that the Ryder Cup's a change. It's yeah. a different game. If it was a, I just don't know how the current crop of players will really actually forge an alliance with other team members because they, they're golf, and not since it's right or wrong, but golf is such an individual sport. And it is great to be part of a team. You know, I was as a junior, I'm sure you were at your club and stuff. And there's that great kind of camaraderie. But, and it's a good laugh, but you're not, they're not, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's actually a team. If it was like, you literally hit alternate shots or whatever, or one of them puts one of them, I know it sounds silly, but it's actually your whole score is of a team. But they're still individual golfers, aren't they? But in a way, I mean, it's almost a little bit like F1. So the, the whole idea is based on Formula One a little bit as well, with a constructions championship and an individual championship. And you see that with teams there, like McLaren. Is it Lewis Hamilton and oh, yeah, Raikkonen or whoever? 
I don't know. I don't know. They don't like each other. Mm. Like they don't actually get on. Like they have spats. In this, I don't feel like you could have spats. I don't. I feel like if you were to have team members there, they'd have to be working not together, but they've got to be working in some sort of unison. Um, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I think. I think. I know Andy was really keen on that structure and not changing. I think you get more players straight away if you less have less events. Mm-hmm. I don't think it marries up financially though, potentially for the, for the for the model of mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. But if you cut that down to twelve events plus the four majors, but then spread it over. I was going to say spread it over nine months, but you probably can't actually slip into September just because that's Ryder Cup month. Yeah, it has to be January to August. I mean, could it be November? No, I don't know. Could it? Could they have like November and? October and November off and start it in December would that seem too random with yeah. Christmas and everything else I think the big thing for me is I know Andy wasn't necessarily going to come out publicly but obviously a lot of leaked he wanted to interview and he came to us which is great but um, if they'd have actually had a handful of players sign and they'd have had a chance to actually make some really cool promotional material like I said this to you earlier on off, off camera but like a a 60 second long high energy advert like Nike would do like Nike would do Nike which would be super in class and it was really like fast paced and all the players and like join my team support yeah. my team and I'm going to be playing you'd be like oh my days and that possibly was the plan I, yeah I guess so I, I think the news broke earlier than what they wanted to but it's very difficult in this day and age with social media news spreads much quicker these days yeah and they might have, they've been talking to players behind the scenes for probably a, a year or so you know and then as soon as one story breaks they they their hand gets forced because every press conference players are getting asked about it this is why Rory brought it up because he got asked about it in a press conference that's where Andy realized you know what we're not controlling the, or we're not telling the right message here. We need to jump on the number one podcast in golf. Yeah. And there was a bit of criticism about that, which I found weird. Like, why do they come to us? It's it's new, it's new media. Yeah. Like old media is is changing. Like it's not current. Like it's not. He's not going to write an article in the New York Times. I think some of that was from other um, industry people. Yeah, who it, they want to come to. The place where it's going to get heard, and this is where it's going to get heard. So, and he knew that John Robbins was coming on the podcast. So we exactly. thought, if John, if it's good enough for John Robbins, it's good enough for Andy Gardner. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about the PGL. I don't know where it's at just at the I moment. I kind of feel like we will loads, but also we won't from now because I feel nothing's like it's changed. Either, yeah, it feels like there's going to be a moment. Apparently, Phil has said Mickelson has said that he will have a definitive answer before the players, which I think is in March. So it's soon. Then it's like super soon. Super soon. Okay, then. We should be class. Well, we've all, so we've still got to come. Um, irons, lofts, and we've also got the hammer, which is going to be, I think that the hammer is going to be my favourite story of the week. But first, let's do listener of the week. Can you remember okay. your jingle? Something like that. That wasn't quite right. But <laughs> that was like, uh, was, that, that was that, not Disney, that, but what was the Simpsons, I think. Oh, did I don't know. It's like a Tom and Jerry. Oh, it might be, actually. Sorry. So anyway, anyway that's the listener list- of the week <laughs> comes from Robin Witts. Okay. It's a really nice email. First of all, I want to say thank you for producing some fun and engaging content. And well done on how far you've come. Lovely. I started playing golf with my granddad the year my grandpa, uh, grandma died two and a half years ago. And other than my cousins, I didn't have any other family members that got me into the game. However, I feel as though um, through watching your videos, it's made it easy for me to fall in love with the game and quickly develop as a player, knowing what clubs to buy and how to fix a broken swing. 
as golfers, we all um, see these comments about how golf is dying and it's too expensive, blah, 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 blah. He's actually put actually that. Put yep. that. Great. You've gone and proven that's wrong. And without trying to be a kiss ass, <laughs> I don't know why I was going to bother not say ass, but kiss ass, I feel as though you're the next stage in, in the game because you're telling, you're willing to move along with the times. And if anything, making golf more accessible for younger people like myself, brackets, 19. So you're reaching out to a young audience, which is good. Nice. I feel I, like you're reading this like a 19-year-old as well, like just a little bit... Edgy. Like, <laughs> edgy, like a little bit younger voice you've put on, just like. I'm telling him a reading. I'm going to respect it, you see. Okay. Um, what was his name again? Sorry, John. Robin. Robin. John, Robin Witz. <laughs> I feel like if you give us, a, like I said before, if you give us a, a bad email or whatever, I'm going to not read it in a nice tone, but I'm going to read it more respectfully. Okay. It's, that's that's just a respectful voice. You've made it possible for me to develop a good understanding of the game just by providing videos on the golf course. So massive thank you for that, and I look forward to all the content that comes out in the future. Nice. Also, Robin, screenshotted. I've only got this on a piece of paper today, which you'll see if you're watching the podcast. I've not got my laptop with me, but he sent a screenshot of everything you can think of. He followed on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, wow. YouTube, you name it. And as a, always, a, a new criteria now with Guy and Rick. Is a new criteria now they've also got to follow uh, John, John Robbins, Robbins on everything. <laughs> Maybe not, because you might end up finding that his podcast is really good and stop listening to ours. <laughs> his so, podcast is class. so good. We, uh, when we did the interview with uh, with Andy, we, we drove back uh, from London with the podcast um, on. Well, it's like, a, it's like a radio show, it's isn't it? It's basically, they do it's a radio Friday, show on a one Friday. One three, yeah. Radio 5 And then live. they put that into a podcast <laughs> yeah, after. it was class. Um, if you Make want to so feature funny. on the um, list of the week, email podcast at rickshields.com. As I said before, with the um, nightmare shots, we've got so many people that have emailed, so we're going to try and spread them out. Over By the way, the just a quick one. Robin, yeah, class email. Thanks so it was much, really Robin. nice, wasn't it? Yeah, really nice. I think I, that's something that we're definitely striving to do. We're striving, we're striving to evolve with the times of golf. Golf is changing, mm-hmm. as we've seen already with different articles we've talked about so far today. And yeah, we also want to talk about golf's not expensive. Like There's, there's that horrible, weird stigma. And I, get it, I do get it, because obviously golf clubs can also be expensive but it doesn't have to be joining a golf club can be golf sorry joining a golf club can be cheaper than what it has been in the past there's hardly anywhere um charges a joining fee or anything anymore you can go online websites and find great um deals on golf courses and you know now with things like golf bidder and ebay and yeah. you know you can buy clubs on and facebook marketplace there's so many places you can buy cheap golf clubs now i've mentioned a few times but that stacked golf channel yeah uh youtube channel they're buying like scotty cameron putters for like 20 quid <laughs> like it's crazy stuff that they're doing on there by the way they're doing some great stuff if you want to check them out um we might actually pinch an idea off them okay if, the, if that the golf don't mind well, we always pinch ideas anyway, don't we? So, well, apparently we do, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I think today's show, the, the highlight's going to be the hammer, right? So let's leave that for dessert. So let's get through. We've done our starter. Okay. We've started to tuck into the main course. Let's finish off the main course, and then let's finish on a high, because the hammer is hilarious. Okay. So as I said before, people have probably seen the video by now. Should yeah. will we'll be out by the time this comes out. Um, but some of the hammer stuff is hilarious. So... Let's just touch on this Iron Loft story then, because I think it is getting ridiculous. We've okay. touched on it before. But uh, again, jokes aside, it came from John Robbins. But the new Cobra irons, the speed zone, are really strong. So the pitching wedge is 42 degrees. Okay. 
Titleist T400s, the pitching wedge is 39 degrees. It comes with three pitching wedges and a sand wedge. You always measure it off the wedge, you don't I always The reason I always measure it off a wedge is for two reasons. Firstly, when I was growing up, I had Titleist DCIs, and they had the lofts on every club. And I don't know why the three iron at 21 and the pitching wedge at 48 always sits in my yeah. mind. And the other reason I go off a pitching wedge is because the stronger the pitching wedge is, obviously, it makes you think about how many wedges you have to carry. Yeah. So... Um, like a 48, obviously, and I said this to John the other day, the 48 leaves you a nice gap to have a gap wedge, hence the name gap wedge, and then a 56 and a 60. If you have a 39-degree pitching wedge, and you want to, but you still want a bladed sand iron at 56, you've got 17 degrees of gap to fill. My God. And um, that's... So what, I always roughly... You do, but you're more of a 7-iron guy, which you get, aren't you? Well, yeah, I'm so a more 7-iron like guy. 35, Only because that's normal. like industry. But 17 yards, let me just do some maths on this. 17 degrees. 17 degrees. Yeah. I would work out as roughly about 50 yards. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. And I'd say about I, three clubs. Yeah, three I would four. I would hit that thirty nine degree pitching wedge. Who yeah. was it from? Titleist T four hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna get the specs up now. So at thirty nine degree pitching wedge, I would possibly hit let me think. It's an eight iron, isn't it, really? Yeah, so I'd probably hit it about one sixty and I'd hit my sand wedge tops at one ten. So, yeah, 110 yards, uh, sorry, 51 yards difference. Well, this is another one for you then. So, the, the, the five iron of the T400, which is the longest iron you can buy in that set, is 20 degrees. It's 
ridiculous. So it's stronger than a traditional three iron. And my two now, iron's 18 degrees. Exactly. So what, again, is confusing people, and it, it is a, a point I think we should raise, is it was only 10 years ago that brands were coming out 15 years ago and telling the consumer that they couldn't hit long irons. Yeah. So don't buy a three iron, don't buy a four iron, buy a hybrid or a rescue, whatever yeah. you call it. And part of that was down to the length of the golf club, but the biggest reason is because of the loft. Yeah. Less loft, the more chance you're going to hit it offline. It's harder to hit airborne as well. Most golfers don't get the butt airborne enough. Now, I know these new modern clubs have lower CGs, they utilise some carbon, they utilise some tungsten, etc. So they're saying they still launch high. But if you get a 5-iron T for 120 degrees... Ridiculous. That's going to be hard to get that golf ball straight. You might yeah. get it a bit airborne because of the low CG, but... That is super strong. So you think your longest iron's a five iron, but it's actually a three iron, let's yeah. be honest. With a, with what, a five iron shaft though? Well, it, it should be, but it's still going to be longer. Yeah. It still is a bit longer because of the, I imagine it will be anyway, because of the fact they're a distance iron. So just a quick one, have you got the specs there? Yeah, I was wrong. The pitch image isn't 39. Oh. It's 38. So the set, if you went out now and bought a set of T400, listen to this. Your pitching wedge, your P, right? Your P, as they're calling it, it's 38. Okay, okay. So, so to put that into real-life terms, that's an A-tine in, yeah. my, in my world. Yeah. It, well, there's an A-tine in the, in the T100s. So a T100 A-tine is 38 degrees. Okay. Then, so you've got your P, as I said, it's, I keep saying the word P. Um, you then have a W, okay. which is, which is a 43. Wedge. Hold on. You then have... So they've split those two clubs and... Because normally you get a PW, which is a pitching exactly. wedge. They've gone P with one club and w, w with another club. 43, okay. okay. <laughs> then you get a W2. You don't. Which is 49 degrees. You actually get a W2? Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel, then, like, I feel like a video is coming on from then this. you get a W3. No, you don't. 55 degrees. You actually? Yeah, there's the evidence. P, W, W2. So if you go and buy a set of 5 to W3... <laughs> You're getting four pitching wedges. So what, does it, what does it say on the bottom? Does that just well, as say far as W1? the literature says here, I presume it says P, then just plain W, then W2, <laughs> and then W3. How why, confusing why is that? Why can't we just call W3 sandwich? Why can't we just call WT yeah. pitching wedge? Why don't we just call W0? Why don't we call it nine iron? Like, Where's the gap wedge in this? Well, essentially the gap wedge would be the pitching wedge. Oh, no, it would be the W. I don't know. I'm confused. But this is why golfers are getting absolutely... Now... I'm sure, I've not been for a fitting for years. I've not worked in golf That's retail ridiculous. for years. But I hope to God that retailers and golf pros, I'm sure the pros are, but retailers in particular, are passing this information on to the consumer. Because if you go with a Ping G2, let's just say, 7-iron, and you try out the T400 7-iron, if that fitter doesn't tell you that the lofts are two clubs stronger, and you go, wow, I'm getting 20 yards, and you buy a set, it's almost like daylight robbery. An yeah. analogy I've thought of, you know what I'm like with analogies. I imagined... And I think I'm okay to say this, but if you were a, a clothing company and you wanted to target people that were larger, if you made your clothes really big but put a small on it, your target consumer is going to go, well, in um, Rick Shields' clothing, I fit in a small, but really it's a triple XL. If I think that happens. It probably does. It does, because even my wife says she'll go to one shop and suddenly she's one size she's and a, goes yeah, to another shop size and eight another or something size. And you or, get all, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit naughty, isn't it? I think so. You've worked in retail yep. at a very large retail uh, store in the United Kingdom, yep. even though it's got a name that's not from the United mm -hmm. Kingdom. Truthfully, mm -hmm. after working in shops like that, what do you think, what do you think retailers would be doing? So, 
for me, I finished there in 2014. I won't give you my life, 2013. I won't give you my life story, but I did. And that was just, just... <laughs> just before you started working for Nike. Yeah. That was just before, though, the real strong lot had hit the shit. It was coming, but it wasn't as bad. But I'm going to be honest now, at the time I was there, and it might have changed, I'm sure it has, who knows, most of the staff that worked in there had golf knowledge to some degree, but not super golf knowledge. And also, to be fair to them, they had to have knowledge of every brand in store. So they probably didn't know the lot. Now, I know Google's in your pocket, but they probably didn't know the lot. So the chances are they wouldn't. And also, you get fit just with a 7.9. This is the big thing I think people should be careful of. You might go and try it. And I'm going to use T400 as an example, just why it's there. You might try the T400 7.9 and smoke it. But can you hit the 5-iron at 20 degrees? Yeah. Now, most fitters won't let you try that because they won't have it. Just a quick one. We, I, I don't know if we did mention it. It's the Titleist T400. Yeah, Titleist T400. I just don't know if we actually mentioned and that, but... The fact that Titleist doing it as well makes you think how big of an issue that, it's become. That, it's weird for Titleist to do it. This is a tailor-made yeah. Callaway, you know, stunt. Cobra have got really guilty of it recently. We're going stronger lofts. Titleist have never done no, that, but I, they have done that. I, I, I do get it because they're probably thinking there's a piece of the pie we're not hitting. Yeah. There's a there's a customer out there. Now, I actually spoke to the guy that Titleist about this and had a, I wouldn't say had a go at them, but questioned it. And their theory was, well, it's for the golfer, the consumer, that is unapologetic about the fact they want irons that go a long way and they don't yeah. care that it's two clubs jacked. Yeah. So they want to hit a nine iron where it makes it it's in a seven iron and brag. But it's it's not obviously not cheating, but do they there's people that bothered? I think that the, these clubs for me, there's two things that should happen. Either there should be an industry standard lofting system, we have to be within three degrees of a yeah, set number. I agree. Or and this should never ever ever happen, but it would be funny. You can make these irons, but there's a clause where you have to have a full set for consumers to try. Because they can try the seven iron, but then you can try the five iron, they can try yeah. the wedge one, wedge yeah. two, wedge three, the P. Because if you just try seven iron of that set and then you have to realise that your fifty six degree wedge you've got that you love is like f- so far off from the rest of the wedges. It's a bit I, messy. Personally I just think industry standard. I think maybe the USGA and, and RNA, they're talking about distance laws and all this recently. I know it, this is more for the amateur game than it is the pro level, but I think there should be a clause to say, right, if you're going to bring out, if you're going to stamp the number seven iron on your golf club, it has to fit within 32 degrees to to 36 degrees yeah. of loft. That's where it has to sit. Well, what's the point of it being a seven iron? What does what I mean? seven iron mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, all I've got to say on that, I think, really. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you think, guys. It could be a video idea, but I think it's going to start confusing more and more people. It feels like it's it's, it's one of those weird things. It's not new. It's not like this is breaking news. It feels like it's been around for two or three years, but it just feels like it's not going away. I think it's and getting it's, worse. But where, where does it That's the thing. Stop? That's 38 degrees. I always a remember wedge. a seven iron. Like I say, I measure it from seven irons a bit more. Back in the day, seven iron used to be 36 degrees yeah. aloft. Then it got to 34. That was pretty strong. Like Tiger uses a 35 or 36 yeah. degree 7 iron. I remember, I think it was last year, I can't quite remember the brand off the top of my head, but I saw the first ever sub 30 degree 7 mm. iron. So 29.5 degree That's 7 iron. That's weak now. I know. <laughs> and now we're seeing... It's 27 and a half possibly Is that around. Cobra? I think, I think Cobra's might. got think the strongest, co- the yeah. award for strongest 7 iron loft currently on the market. I think. Mm. I don't want to... But they're like 27 and a half degrees. It's just bonkers yeah it has got a bit silly anyway are you ready for the first ever now what are we calling this because it was going to be nightmare tee shot but i've extended it to nightmare first hole so i think sometimes more can happen i think tee shots quite over and quite quick in it um 
What do you, what do you think? What do you mean? So this we is, need to so, have like an, so we've got listener of the week. That's and we call, I've started calling that to be quite cool. I've shortened that to L O T W. Lots. Lotwood. So L O T O L O T W. Listener of the week. Oh yeah. Um, let's call this. What can we call it? Just call it golfing nightmares for now. It could extend it to other bits. It could be like could be like a third hole. Yeah, okay. <laughs> At the minute, it has to be the first hole. Golf Nightmare Stories. Okay, Golf Nightmare Stories. If you want to feature on Golf Nightmare Stories, brought to you by Rick Shields, email podcast oh, no, at rickshields.com. Go- nightmare Golf Stories. Nightmare Golf Stories. Yeah, so NGS. Email- NGS. Right, I'll make a note of that. NGS, Nightmare it's Golf not Stories. It's just a pretty face. Um, email podcast at rickshields.com. I feel like I've got a, a, a few of these myself, if I'm honest. Right, you ready for this? I'm going to read it word for word, so bear with me. I will tell you one of mine after this. It's from James Wig. The best opening t-shirt horror I've ever witnessed was in Spain on a boys' trip a few years ago. Myself and 11 other players in the group were all ready in our buggies adjacent to the first tee, quietly chatting, whilst the last four ball of a large Welsh society were about to tee off. Um, We witnessed a few of the guys being a bit worse for wear earlier on. The starter... The starter asks them to tee off. So the first three of these guys hit all right shots. But the fourth lad was about to do something truly special. He tops his driver about 20 foot and slightly left. So now he gets to his golf ball and he's, and he's blocked out by a tree. So he should really take your medicine and just chip out down the fairway and forget it ever happened. But no. He proceeds to pull his three-wood out and go for glory. A beautiful swing and sweet connection, flushing the ball straight into a tree, hitting it square on. The ball then rebounds over his head, flies over us on the tee, over the putting green, missing people by just inches, and goes straight into the pro shop, smashing into stuff behind the counter. We all stand there open-mouthed and look at the guy. He's looking down the fairway, thinking he's at a beautiful shot. Oh, God. Only for us to walk laughing as he turns around and sees the carnage he caused. He hops in the Crazy. buggy and shoots off red-faced. Later on, we saw him in the clubhouse. Instead of awarding our annual ba- Bad Shot Award, it wasn't called Bad Shot, we'll call it Bad Shot Award, to one of our group, we presented it to him in front of all of his mates who were in stitches, and we told him the whole story. Oh, my God. We all sat down, 20-plus blokes, and had a beer. And it was one of my favourite ever memories playing abroad from James Wig. Very nice, James. That's First cool, ever NGS story. It's so, like, I feel like that happens so much on lads' trips. Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone's a bit worse for wear. Everyone collects down near the tee because everyone's kind of, like, yeah. nervous. You know, like, everyone wants to watch everybody tee off. I mean, that's classic. That he not only kind of topped, healed his shot, into the left anyway and then decided to go for glory with the three wood and then didn't even realise that he'd hit it into the tree and over the clubhouse and, and whatever. Shot. Love that, it's class. I think what I like about that was the fact it wasn't his first shot, if you know what I mean. If yeah. it was his tee shot, I'd be like, well, it's like the fact he didn't all right, well, he topped his tee shot, was like, right, I'm losing my way and then it's it. I'd like to know what the reaction was off, off his tee shot. Mm. Can I give you one of mine? I what? might as well go for the second NGS. <clears throat> um, I've had a few stinking first tees I'll mm-hmm. be honest one of them when I was junior captain mm-hmm. the golf club I grew up at uh, dog leg left the sensible play is to hit five iron to the mm-hmm. corner yeah. and then knock it. Heart comment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was before the club changes so it's a bit of a different hole now it used to be much more of a, like a right angle mm-hmm. 90 degrees over the driving range you had, to, yeah. you had to hit it if you wanted to go for glory 
as a cocky 13-year-old, I decided to go for glory mm. with my driver. Four, or maybe three. I might be exaggerating the story. Two or three drives later that went out of bounds because I decided mm-hmm. to go on the corner. I then had to walk back to my golf bag, pick a five iron out and put it down the fairway. That's one incident. Another one, I was playing at Blackburn Golf Club in the Junior Open. Beautiful sunny day. Loads of people around the clubhouse. Loads of people on the veranda watching. My name gets announced on the first two. Ladies and gentlemen, on the first two, uh, I think I was probably known as Richard then. Richard Shields. This blonde highlights era. Possibly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like David Beckham era. On the tee from Harkhorn and Rick Shields. So steps up on the tee. Par four, dead easy hole, nothing to it. Just up slightly up the hill. And on the right-hand side of the hole was all the fence, all out of bounds, literally, right? But it kind of enough of a, a way. So I think I hit driver, maybe. Picked up driver, hit driver, pushed it miles right. This is the days where I used to play big draws. Pushed it miles right. And even the announcer kind of like, like turned his head. And what I didn't realise at the time, it's actually it was actually a place for greenhouses. So like oh. glass houses basically. So I'm like I'm kind of listening out and I hear this like smash. Uh oh. Oh crap. So I didn't think anything of it. I had to go back to my bag really. I had to walk down the stairs, back to my bag, get a ball, go back up the stairs, hit another tee shot. I repeated the exact same shot. Literally, it must have gone through the same hole of the window in the other. Luckily, it didn't smash anything the second time. But people like everywhere around. And to the point where I think I went down the stairs, got my ball back out again. This is now my fifth shot off the tee. And I think I hit driver again and just snap up the arse off it. So far left, it was unreal. That's one of them. That's two so far. The last one, open qualifying. Uh, Last time I did it, two years ago. West Lanks. Tough tee shot, that. Tough tee shot. Dog leg to the right. Um, decided to hit two iron because it's not really a driver. Mm. You run out of fairway. Nervous, 50-odd people around the tee. Two iron. First shot, really toey. On the range. T- t- like like a top kind of hooky draw to the border of the out-of-bounds posts. So it landed like touch and go, mm. right? Really touch and go. So go a better player provisional. Hit provisional, hit it 50 yards into the out-of-bounds left. Right, my first one I'm not sure about yet, so I'm now hitting my second provisional ball. Hit it again, pushed it miles right into a bunker. Got the worst lie in the world. So I went over that, made sure I had that one. It was the worst lie you've ever seen in your life in this bunker. Walked back over the fairway to my original original tee shot, and honestly, when I say it's, it was in bounds by inches, it was literally six inches. I end up hacking out that hole, made bogey, but it could have easily been like yeah. a nine or a ten. And that's the beauty of YouTube because you could have stood there all day, hit one good one, and that's the one that we use, isn't it? So <laughs> Don't be like that. It was <laughs> only because the... there were people around. Oh no, I, I, yeah, I, I remember as a junior. I used to really thrive off people like watching me. I don't quite know why, but I genuinely did. Whereas now I I've got older, I, I hate it now. I hate it now. And it's funny because I think when people, you know, when I even playing like the BMW. Pro and when you, you, that you was even cadded for people. me, that, that was a lot was of people. Ludicrous. I think when people like see me because they've seen me on video and my, the, luckily the videos get like hundreds of thousands of views, but they're not they're not there live. Yeah, it's different. Like when we're filming, it's you, Tim, Harry. Like there's four or five of us around filming, um, and it's only when it literally you've got and you can see that. I, I think I would rather if I had a video of me playing golf, nine holes of golf. And it, I, someone said that video is going to get watched by a million people. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. If you literally said you're going to play nine holes of golf and 50 people are going to walk around with you every single shot, yeah, I'd be different. more nervous about the 50 people walking around me every yeah. single shot. 
Well, that was good. So, so far, I feel like we've had a starter. We've had a bit of like a tomato soup. We've had a, a main that was all right. Tomato soup. What was the main? It was like... Like a, a beef wellington. Do you think it was that? Um, I was going to say like quite a, a burger that's all right, but not one that you'd write home about. All right, okay. Like a, a seven out of ten burger. Did anyone write home these days? <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a sticky toffee pudding for dessert. Nice. We have got the story of the hammer driver. So, Rick... When did you buy the hammer driver? When did you order it? it feels like this is already like a legal interrogation. Right <laughs> it's <now>. not. <laughs> um, right. The hammer driver. So I'd seen it online for a number of years. And for some reason, back in the last year, obviously we tried a load of different clubs last year, like the uh, gold driver and the illegal golf balls and 750cc driver, etc. So this kind of hammer driver was always on the kind of wish list, mm-hmm. really. And I thought, they can't still make it. Because I, I, th- I feel like when I've seen it online, the advert looks so Probably old. Probably 90s, we'll, early 2000s. We'll come back to the advert in a minute. <laughs> the commercial. And I, I thought, no way they still make it. But weirdly, I started getting more requests about yeah. it on Twitter. We started seeing way more, Rick, you've got to test this and like on Facebook. Rick, you've got to test this hammer driver. And I thought, they can't really make it, do they? So anyway, I started searching it. And it was actually really hard to find on Google. It was really yeah, difficult. Like, you, if you actually just put in Hammer X Driver, it's really hard to find. Bar it's a lot of forums and stuff quite, talking about like, it. Negative reviews, yeah. <laughs> negative connotations. Anyway, long story short, I managed to find it. I managed to find the website. Um, I'm actually going to pull the website up right now. Yeah, I think you need to. It's it's among possibly one of the worst websites I've ever seen. So at this point now, this is going out Monday. The video should have gone live, so people have seen the results of it and how it performed. And it wasn't amazing, was it? But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going it to was, be. This is what I said to you when you finished filming. In one way, it doesn't hit it 400 yards like it claims, so therefore it's not very good. But for the pro- what did you pay, 120 quid? Uh, so let me just work this out. $160. So I, think, I think on the website it claims that it's, it's worth mm-hmm. $600. Right, okay. Right? Um, but everything's on sale, yeah, as course. you'd imagine. Right. That's the big buttons that say buy. Exactly. I've, I've heard enough. I want to buy one now. And like the world's fastest shaft alone is two hundred and fifty. Well, dollars. It would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> to be fair, it's actually got a good grip. Oh it's got God, a super it's stroke. Ridiculous. I'm back on the website. It's just ridiculous, right? I paid. Long story short, and I don't know whether it's changed at the time of recording of this podcast, but I paid one hundred and sixty-five dollars for so that's what, one hundred and twenty pounds. Which won't See, get you right drive now, now. Right now, it's on uh, one hundred and twenty-nine ninety. Wow. Dollars, so I got ripped Don't off. Don't tempt me. <laughs> but you, you have to order it in the next 58 minutes, 22 seconds. Of course you do. Uh, plus you get a free 70% off flat shaft, free power book, free 70% off flat shaft. Maybe you get a second shaft to do with what you will. Free power golf ebook, free worldwide shipping, Free hammer video lesson. By the way, I received none of that for free when I ordered mine. You did receive a really good head cover, though. Yeah, the head cover's class. The head cover's actually good. So, well, I don't go. even know where we start with I this. I think we'll just start with, um, with... So, the inventor of this golf club is called Jack Ham. That's fine. Let's just be careful what we say. It's Jack Ham, which is correct. H-A-M-M. And then why don't you just scroll down to his list of achievements that we will just read out off the website. We this won't... is literally off the website. So, Jack Ham is the six-time long drive champion. Okay. And the number one golf club designer in the world. Right. 
This is on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not making this up. This is on the website, right? Let, let me let me scroll down to the, <laughs> about Jack the Hammer Ham. Oh yeah. Okay. Talk to me. First line: the only human alive. Mm-hmm. Whoa. To average. Yeah. Four hundred yards off the tee. Dot dot dot. It's hammer time. Of course. Okay. If I used, this is a quote, if I used any other driver, I'd lose 60 yards. Wow. On my very next swing due to outdated technology. Okay. Okay. So let's just say he's hitting with the hammer, right? 400 yards. Yeah. You put a sim, tailor-made sim, max in his hand. Fitted out everything. Down to 340 straight away. away. Makes sense. So this is his list of achievements. Okay. This is, I cannot stress this enough. I am reading this off the website that you buy this driver from. Okay, <laughs> this is not this is not me making any of this up. Here we go. How many achievements has he got roughly? Because I'm just want to prepare myself, make sure yeah. everyone's sitting comfortably. Fifteen. Okay, I'm ready. Can we have every one, please? Yes. So Jack the Hammer Ham, six-time World Long Drive champion. Okay. I have googled that and I can't find any anything okay, on. But, but, but okay. It's inevitable. It's on the website, guy. Do not question. <laughs> Holds six world records. Okay. Yeah. Again, hard to find, but it's on the website. His drives have eleven seconds of hang time. Okay. Let's put that into some perspective. Tour average is probably like eight nine seconds. Yeah. So eleven it, yeah, seconds. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's a lot. A master's degree in engineering. That could that yeah. could literally be true. He's the only human that alive to average over 400 yards. We've talked about this. And he is over 50 years old. That's an achievement. He's not the only man alive over 50 years old, though. No, I know he's the only man alive to average 400 yards off the tee, and he's over 50 years old. He created, it's on his website, I cannot stress this enough, he created Grip It and Rip It Okay. when he gave lessons to no other than John Daly. Oh, wow. The John Daly from... Open fame of 1995, right? This is where it gets great. If that's not enough, it can hit an eight iron 260 yards every time. I like the every time. Every time. What I like about that is can hit an eight iron 260 yards every time. Like can almost feels like... Can would be can hit it like occasionally if it's a smoke one, but it's like it can do it every Every time. time. It's like if it said he hits his eight iron 260 yards every time. Yeah. But anyway, this is great. This is, this is actually one of my favorites right now. In one round of golf, he drove. It's actually spelled incorrectly. In one round of golf, he grove. I'm guessing it means drove, unless he's done that for legal reasons. <laughs> eight par fours. Wow. He drove eight par fours and had only 29 golf shots. Okay. Hold okay. on. This doesn't make sense. He had only 29 golf shots. With 43 puts. <laughs> just for a minute, just work out the maths there. So say again. So he had one round of golf right. where he drove eight par fours yeah. and had only 29 golf shots. So it means the puts Correct. he added on. So he's had a lot of puts. With 43 puts. So what's 29 add 843? Eight, eight, it's so bad I'm using a calculator for this. No, 78. No, 70. Add 43. 72. 72. That's so he shot level par after driving eight par fours. That's a bad round, isn't it? Um, wow. And it says, wow, if only the hammer could put. Well, if he could put, he'd be like Happy Gilmore. I'm going to whiz through these pretty quickly. 
on a 358-yard hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to chip back 100 yards because he flew the green by 100 yards. So, no, let's not rush. Let's take our time. He's got to <laughs> Maybe a, I shouldn't laugh. It, he's got it? to a par four that's 358 yards, and yes. the jack the hammer tees it up, right? And he thinks, 358 to the green. Okay, driver. He mistakenly hits it 458. <laughs> Correct. And then has to chip back 100 yards. Correct. Oh, God. He's banned from every driving range in America. Why? Ameri- Why? <laughs> <laughs> Obvious, isn't it? He loses all the golf balls. Oh, right. Um, he outdrives all the leading pros by over 100 yards. He holds 10 patents, which could be true. You know, I could hold 10 it patents. It all could be true. Given lessons to all of the leading pros and added 50 yards to their shots in 15 minutes. Yeah. So he's, he's coached Rory by that standard. Well, he's actually got a list of who he's coached. Okay. Great. He genuinely wants to help every golfer play better golf. That's and nice. his greatest satisf- satisfaction. satisfaction is to help others play golf. He has eight course records with a low round of 58. He must have been able to put that day. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. In addition, so that's, that's the achievements. That they're bullet-pointed. It continues to go on. In addition to holding six Guinness World Long Drive records. Right. Again, hard to find. <laughs> I personally have helped many of the leading PGA pros as well as many well-known celebrities since 1998. My hammer system has a- accounted for many... For more than 289 wins on the PGA Tour, including right. 41 major championship victories. So, so Jack has, has coached 41 major winners. I'll, I've shared my hammer system to many golf professionals, well-known celebrities who include... Okay. You ready? It's not many big names, is it really? Probably smaller names that I've not heard of. <clears throat> I feel I'm, well, I'm going to start in reverse order then. So start small and go big. Okay. Sylvester Sloan. Yeah, that's the smallest that's name small. on this list. Okay, <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah, John Elway, Michael Jordan. Okay, okay, the Michael Jordan. Unless these are just people who have the same name. <laughs> I feel like you could you could get away with teaching someone who's called Sean Connery who's not Sean Connery or Michael Jordan or John Elway who's not El- yeah. John or Michael Jordan or Danny Edwards. It's gonna be hard to find another Sylvester Stallone. I imagine. I would agree. <laughs> um, uh, let's see about Steve Jones. One major. Never heard of him. Uh, Don Coe Jones, one major. Freddie Couples. Oh, nice. Here we go. Now we're getting to the I golfers. I feel like Freddie Couples doesn't strike me as a guy that would really grip it and rip it. No. Freddie Couples, With the hammer system. five majors. John Daly, three majors. Sergio Garcia, one major. So this is an updated website. Oh, so before he won the Masters, he got in touch with John. John gave him a few tips, then he won at Augusta. Or Jack. Jack. Yeah, that's it, Jack. Greg Norman, three majors. Greg's won more than three, has he not? I don't know my knowledge on this. Phil if Mich- it's on this sheet, I'm doing it as gospel. Okay. Phil Mickelson, five majors. Ready? Yeah. Last two. Can you guess the last two? Obviously, he's not coach Tiger Woods. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna say Tiger Woods because... Well, that guy is where you're actually mistaken. So it wasn't Butch Harmon. It wasn't Sean Foley. Or <laughs> Frank Haney or anyone. Yeah. No. Uh, Tiger Woods is on this list as the okay. number one name. And then after that is Arnold Palmer. I've got a question. All oh, right. Okay, Arnie, stand it. <laughs> I've got a question for you then. Is it down as Tiger 14 or 15 majors? 14. Oh, so we didn't get involved with the Masters recently. No, That's no, fine. No. That um, okay. There's a few testimonials. Uh, are these just random people on Facebook? Or these yeah, yeah or these are just like common people, yeah. like not, not high-range celebrities. Uh, oh, Rick Beanie. Let me just read this. Let me just proofread this before I read it. They're not that great, actually. They're quite boring. I don't think I need any more evidence, to be honest. I've owned one for two years and love it. Anyway. Um, 
it's ridiculous this website. So <laughs> long story short, um I ordered this driver in, in October. Uh, for one reason or another, and I don't mind saying, you know, apparently it got held up in customs. Uh, it didn't get over here to the UK. Apparently, he's never actually shipped one here to the UK. And the reason I know that is because I made the mistake of when I ordered it, I used my real name. Mm. And unfortunately, I used my real phone number. Yeah. So you had a few calls. Since October, I've had many phone calls, many emails, many voicemails from no other. I, sh- I mean, I, really, we need to get him in for a podcast. No other than Jack the Hammer Ham himself. He has my number. I have it saved in my phone. I should now be on this list, potentially. You should now be out driving me. I feel like maybe I don't quite sit above Sylvester Stallone. So, I, you know, on that list on the website... You wouldn't this, sit above him, but you'd be on that list, I'd I say. I think so. I should be on that list. I, I think, think you'd be below... I've got, the, I've got a blue tick on TikTok. Yeah, so you're not the Facebook list. You're like a celebrity list, but you're quite low down on the rank. Potentially. Correct. Who knows? So... I'm not sure what the repercussions are going to be after the review. I reviewed it, well, and, I, and I'll be honest, I didn't mention any of this in, in the review because at the end of the day, the, the YouTube video that we did, we reviewed the product. Yeah. The product claimed to be the world's longest driver. Yeah. The product... Um, what did I just say? The product, the product claims to be the world's claimed, longest driver. <laughs> claimed to be the world's... Fa- the, have the world's fastest shaft. And the product proved... Uh, why do I keep getting that? The product claimed to, to help me hit the ball 400 yards. Yeah. If you've watched the video, you'll know that maybe it's not the case. The only thing is, since you've been having these phone calls with, with Jack Ham, I feel like you've started talking a little bit more American. <laughs> like when you were in for you went, howdy, guy. I was like, what? I said, hey, guy, I'm going to help you hit the ball 400 yards today. Um, since many phone calls from Jack and voicemails and listening to Jack, I think I had one phone call where I listened to him for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, I was actually on a treadmill. I actually ran. I know, no big deal. <laughs> and people probably think that's the biggest lie of this whole podcast, <laughs> yeah. that I was on a treadmill. <laughs> I believe that Jack hits it 420 <laughs> yards more than you on a treadmill. <laughs> I was on a treadmill. He rang me at like 9 o'clock at night. I'd nipped to the gym and literally spoke for 10 minutes. And, and I, I unmuted it and came off the phone, gasping a breath. And he went, oh, you're right, Rick. I went, yeah, I've just been on the treadmill. He hadn't realized because he mm. spoke that long. He also reckons he's got a system that, that will... Guaranteed to make me hit the ball 50 yards longer. I'll be honest. I can't hit the ball 50 yards longer. I can't. I carry it just under 290 on GC quad, 310 total distance, whatever. I cannot hit it 50 yards. I can't carry it 340. So, long story short, I don't even know what the story is. It was basically just a a nice story about the website, a bit more... um, As I said, hopefully people have watched the video so they know what we're talking about. hope there's... We're saying this now, there could be a problem with the edit. It might never go out. It won't be. But... No. Unless he sues us. Yeah. But I feel like we've got enough it'd be quite good. It'd be quite good if you have to do an apology video in his corner. <laughs> and then I, I reckon... It, the only, I'll tell you what, I'll do an apology video. Yeah. If he gets Tiger Woods, Arnie... No. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Maybe not Arnie. Tiger Woods... Tiger and Sergio will be enough to If there's some evidence, or if I can get Tiger and Sergio on a phone call that ring me up and say and vouch mm-hmm. for Jack the Hammer. Or, that's true, or just get one driving range from the USA to call us and, and just tell us that he is he's yeah. banned or If, if that's the case, if, if, that, if, th- if that happens, I'll happily apologise and do an apology video. On the main channel? On the main channel. Okay. If, if literally, I think one driving range is a bit too little number. Ten driving ranges. Yeah, t- I think ten driving ranges. I want a, a personalised video message from Tiger. I mean, if if... 
Jack has helped Tiger win 14 majors. It's the least Tiger can do. So just give you a call. Correct. Even like an audio message on email. Yeah. If somebody else's email, it's, hey, it's Eldrick. I know, here. but I feel even that, like Con- Connor sketches could fake that. I feel I want to see... A Twitter DM. Correct. Verified thing. Twitter DM saying, this is Tiger. Hey, Rick, this is Tiger. It's Lay- true about Jack. Correct. Lay off Jack. He's, He's a, a real guy. deal. Yeah. I wish I could hit it as far as him. If I did, I'd have probably won 20 50 majors, majors by yeah. now. If Jack could have putted, we wouldn't have been talking about Tiger Woods right now. It would be Jack the Hammer. Correct. We don't, I, I wouldn't be, you know. Anyway. That was good. That was... So, on, enjoyed Apart that. from that, hopefully enjoy the video. The fact that I actually hit it a decent shot came as a surprise. Um, the only... This is the last thing on the hammer. The only thing I said to you when we finished filming was... Although this is claiming to be the latest and greatest, I think the actual product you bought has been out for like 10 years, no, but, say. Well, I Are thought they... that. He, he, said, he said in an email... The new one. It's the new oh, right, okay. 2020 Oh, version. fair enough then. Yeah. Uh, my, what I was going to say was, if it is 10 years old, it actually has got the odd shot no, it's decent. It's, it's the, the new, new 2020, 2020 version. version. I checked that because when you said it, I thought, yeah, that's probably a good point, but it yeah, is it's a new, new. Okay. And I'm a bit annoyed now the other ones are on sale. I could have bought it for $130. Yeah. And by the way, I did buy the product. I went out and bought yeah. it. Uh, I didn't want particularly phone calls and emails from Jack the Hammerham, but that's what so happens. They've learned a lesson. If you're going to order stuff and pay for it, just use somebody else's name. Can I use like one of the listeners? Can I use like John Robbins? I think or Ed Brown. Ed Brown. Ed Brown. Ed Brown. I'll use Ed's name for any other. So if you are, if you mm. do make a product that has a ridiculous claim, and really you're trying to shy away from the fact that I'm going to review it. If you see an order from Ed Brown, Brown. cancel that order. What, poor Ed Brown now just be going ordering some new Pro V1s and someone's like, no, he's not having them. He wants to cut them open and tell us they're rubbish. Imagine. <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. That what was fantastic. Uh, I don't even know how long, how long we've been running for. Is there a time? An, an hour. hour. Oh, we've, yeah, I'll we'll have, have to cut, to cut it. We've only got an hour left on the upload. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks so much for watching. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, uh, stay tuned. Lots more to come and that is out. And we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 